Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. An enormous morning here in Southern California, and I've got five very important words for all of you on this enormous morning. Count them. Five. Ready? Show me your lightning bolt. Charger fan, you have your new head coach. Charger fan, react to Jim Harbaugh. Charger fan, damn it, react to me. It happened. It really did happen. The Chargers finally made a major splash. They finally took a big-time swing, and they threw down big-time cash and made a major commitment to a big-time football coach. And the ultimate Michigan man finally escaped Ann Arbor after years and years of failed attempts. I mean, what a win-win situation, right? Congrats, Jim Harbaugh. You got out just in the nick of time, too. Ann Arbor is crawling with NCAA investigators and the feds and assistant coaches in disguise and who knows what else. But Ann Arbor is no longer crawling with Harbaugh's because the Harbaugh's are on their way to SoCal. So now we can finally say for pretty much the first time ever, Who's got it better than the Chargers? Nobody. I mean, it really is a pretty fitting Charger return for the former Charger quarterback. Don't forget, he did play for the Chargers. He got his coaching career started in San Diego. He made his coaching reputation in the Bay Area, and now he's back here in SoCal for one reason and one reason only, and that's to try to finally get his hands on the Lombardi which he came very close to doing when he was also in the Bay Area. One reason only, he's here to get his hands on the Lombardi. Well, actually, maybe two reasons. Also to escape imminent punishment from the NCAA above and beyond the punishment already doled out to him. That and to get his hands on a Lombardi. But hey, might as well kill two birds with one stone, right? Get the hell out of Dodge. Get out of Dodge. Stay ahead of the mob and get a really good job in the NFL. I mean, this dude, I got to give it to him. He just can't stop winning. Relax, Michigan man. I'm just messing around. Don't get all bent and try to make it about you. I'm sure you guys will probably be just fine with the ultimate Michigan man's ultimate right-hand man taking over the program. Of course, I'm talking about Sharon Moore. He is reportedly the focus of Michigan's replacement search, which makes sense, right? You Michigan men, women, and children will probably be just fine with the ultimate Michigan man's ultimate right-hand man running things. However, Moore himself, I'm not sure if he's fine. I hope he is. I mean, the dude should be ecstatic right about now. But I say should be because we were able to obtain some exclusive audio on his reaction to the news that his beloved boss is moving on. And as you might imagine, it was pretty emotional. Just take a listen. Oh, that Coach Harbaugh, I love you, man. I love the out of you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These guys right here, these guys right here, man. 
My man is really going through something. My guy, lighten up. Now you'll probably get to lead the best players, the best university, the best alumni in the country. You probably get to be the coach of all these bleeping guys now. It's a good thing for you, dude. One quick piece of advice, though, my guy. You might want to learn the name, the proper name, the actual name of the school in which you are going to lead, or at least a football program. Michigan University, we love you. Michigan University, we love you. Michigan University, we love you. Michigan Tech, can't believe you went there. Michigan University, we love you. Southwest Michigan State, we love you. Michigan University, we love you. Oh, one more piece of advice, dude. This one's very important. Do not mislead NCAA investigators. Also, no more cyber crimes at Beckler Hall. Also, no more assistants running around in disguise on opposing sidelines. If you can avoid all of that, I'm sure you'll be just fine. As long as the impending sanctions aren't that rough. Fingers crossed, my guy. But back to the ultimate Michigan man, who is now the ultimate charger. Hey, look, I got to be honest. I don't have a lot of smack for Jim Harbaugh today. Much like he didn't have a lot of smack for me on Smack Off Day. That clone to get a life. However, it is a very exciting hire for the Bolts. And when did they ever have a really exciting hire? Man, they needed a really exciting hire. And they got it. They got it. I mean, right off the bat, it can't be any worse than Brandon Staley, right? So he's got that going for him. Harbaugh also is question. going to bring something that the Chargers have been sorely missing and desperately need and have needed for a long time. He's going to bring an edge. He's going to bring grit. He's going to bring some toughness. He's going to have them play smash mouth football. He's going to transform them in the trenches. He's going to transform the culture. I mean, these are the things that he does pretty much wherever he goes. And the other thing he does wherever he goes, is turn things around. If ever there was a coach with a proven track record of taking over teams in bad shape and flipping them, it's Harbaugh. Stanford was 1-11 the year before he got there and 12-1 and in his final year, four years later. The Niners were 6-10 the year he got there, before he got there. You remember the year Jim Tomsula would not say that. And wouldn't say it either. I would not say that. I wouldn't say it either. I would not say that. I wouldn't say it either. I would not say that. I wouldn't say it either. I would not say that. I wouldn't say it either. I would not say that. I wouldn't say it either. I would not say that. I wouldn't say it either. That's the Niners squad that he inherited. I would not say that. I wouldn't say it either. I would not say In fact, the Niners went eight straight years without a winning record before Harbaugh showed up. Then he showed up. Then they won 13 games in year one and played for a Super Bowl in year two. I mean, that any good? Then, of course, there is the Michigan turnaround, which he vowed on his way in was not a thing because there are no turnarounds in Michigan, only greatness. I mean, nice quote, but total BS. And his own Michigan coaching stint actually proved it because the Wolverines actually were completely lost. They were actually completely rudderless before he showed up. And now they are the reigning 15-0 and national champions. So in theory... 
This guy is pretty close to a near-perfect choice to rebuild both the identity and reputation of the Chargers and maybe do it pretty quickly. Now, I want to say, I think the Chargers may not be as talented as we're all led to believe, but they do have some pieces. And most of all, they've got a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. And you know that's why he wanted that job. He wanted to coach that guy. So credit to the Spanos family for doing what many doubted that they would ever do and for saying that they would do what many doubted that they would ever do. And that is throw down some serious cash and take a serious swing. Look, there's no denying it. This is a major upgrade. You might even effectively argue that he was the best available option on the market for any team. But it is a major upgrade. I will say this, though. Even if it is, it's not a guarantee. You know how I know that? Because nothing in life is guaranteed. I know. I know that's pretty insightful. But, but it's true. Nothing in life is guaranteed, and especially nothing in the NFL is guaranteed. Not this, not anything. Speaking of which, the dude last coached in the NFL a decade ago. I don't know what's more mind-blowing, how fast time goes. It's been a decade since that guy's been in the NFL. But I think what's fair to wonder is, there's been so much talk about how, you know, this dude is a different dude. This dude is hard to work with. This dude is quirky, but, quote, those close to him say he's changed. He's evolved. But you know what else has changed and evolved? Pro players. They're different now. So I'm wondering how pro players, now I'm, I'm not saying they won't. I'm just wondering, how will pro players respond to the 2024 version of Jim Harbaugh? Because maybe he has changed. Maybe he has evolved. But I'll tell you what he has done, too. He's gotten kookier, man. Dude's gotten kookier. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app. Pick six. Pick six is the newest way for you to get in on the fantasy football action with DraftKings. Just pick between two and six pro football players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat. For example, will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards or will a player have more than one touchdown? Track your lineup and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app right now and sign up with the code ROME, code ROME, R-O-M-E, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Must be present in a state where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 is not available in all states including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. But he is coming off a natty and another successful rebuild, even if he had some help. Here's something else to think about. It's not like it's been an easy time for college coaches to make that jump to the NFL in recent years, or in fact, ever. But especially recently, no names mentioned. Pervin. It's Alabama every week. Cliff. Matthew. 
Then again, Harbaugh did actually make that jump once before, and he did so successfully. In fact, no coach has ever been more successful in this century making that jump, which is why I come around back to, I like it. I like it for the Chargers. Even with the inevitable cringe, I like it. Success might not be guaranteed because it never is, but one thing that is guaranteed, he will transform that culture. I just hope that he doesn't transform it to a culture of corn. Hopefully it just means that chargering is now officially a thing of the past. Hopefully it just means that wasting Justin Herbert is now officially a thing of the past. Hopefully it means hard-nosed, smash-mouth football, winning football is finally coming to SoCal. So I guess in the end, what I'm saying to you, Charger fan, is... Show me your lightning bolt. I want to hear from you today. I don't know if I'm ever going to do this voice ever again because, frankly, it is destroying my esophagus and larynx. So make it count. San Diego. Encinitas. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, Inglewood. San Pedro. Silver Lake. Pasadena. Burbank. Calabasas, Hancock Park, react to me. I am feeling it. Everybody into the pattern. Irvine, hit me up. React to me. I have questions. Lots of them. Does Harbaugh bring guys from Michigan to be on his staff? Does he cherry pick and poach? (laughs) From his brother Johnny's staff. Hey, John. Never mind the offense or the defense. Who's gonna run the Weefense? No offense. There's no defense. It's it's a hey, Weefense. Hey, Connor. Yeah, you. I'm looking at you, Stallions. Lose my coach's number. I don't want you anywhere near SoFi or my beloved Bolts. I got a sign for you. I got a sign for you to steal, Stallions. It's a finger and it's pointing up, you dirtbag. I want to hear from Confetti. Each of you have a story. Share it with me. The exclusive Confetti line is open for you right now. Dial 1-800-CONFETTI. The Confetti line is open. 1-800-CONFETTI. Hey. Hey. Is this thing on? Anybody reacting? Tom Telesco. Or should I say Trader Tom. Don't even get me started on you, brother. J.C. Jackson? Really? Sweet signing, Thomas. I wouldn't let you manage my local Chipotle, yo. Speaking of Chipotle, the first five calls through on the call-in line get a free... (laughs) Get a free plant-based chorizo burrito. What are you waiting for? We got our guy, Charger fan. Why aren't these phones lit? It's lit. It should look like a freaking Christmas tree. Lit. Damn, hope you enjoyed that. That took five years off my life. I think I need the rest of the uh, week off. I think I need the rest of the year off after that. But that was worth it. 
So, quick question. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so amazing? Let's start with the fact that it is a family-run business. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's best beef jerky. Now, I've made this point many, many times, and I want to make it again right now. Beef jerky is not just beef jerky. I think some of you go to the store, and you reach for the beef jerky, and you think it's all the same. In fact, you might not even know what you're buying. That's a big mistake. Stop making that mistake. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, there's nothing like Old Trapper. It is simply the best. Four mouth-watering flavors, so you can get your choice of whatever you want. Myself, I like them all the same. I bounce back and forth between each and every one of them. So you can do the same thing. They come in four-ounce bags. If you need to learn, do it that way. If you already know what you want, go with the 18-ouncer. That way there's enough for everybody. The entire unit, the entire family, the entire team. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? He is Daniel Jeremiah, DJ. Appreciate you so much, and it's great to have you on. DJ, what's up? What is going on, Jim? It's great It's great to be with you, as always, man. And uh, it seems like there's a little juice, a little life in the sports world this morning. Oh, dude, no doubt. No doubt, especially in these parts. So because you are a part of the Chargers radio broadcast team, you know I need your reaction to the team's decision to hire Jim Harbaugh, DJ. What is he going to bring to the Bolts, and how do you expect him to impact the culture of the entire franchise? Well, Jim, I feel like a lot of times these hires are made and you go, I think this guy will do this, or I think he'll do that. Like, There's things that you know with Jim Harbaugh, like you know they will be, in short order, a very tough physical team uh, that will continue to invest in the offense and defensive line. They're going to run the ball more. They're going to have kind of that tough physical identity. So you know that. Uh, you know he's going to bring a, a lot of energy and juice, enthusiasm, all that stuff. You know, that's coming. Um, and then the other thing you know is he's going to get them, you know, winning football games in, in relatively short order. He's he's done that everywhere he's been. And I I kind of laughed uh, when I heard some people saying, well, you know, the Chargers, their salary cap, you know, they're they're you know thirty five forty million bucks over the salary cap. I'm like, dude, this dude went to Stanford. Do you realize how bad Stanford was at that time and the restrictions of getting kids in school? And he called out USC and took them down in the same year. That is the truth. That, that was an amazing thing to see, and he's done it everywhere he's gone. Daniel Jeremiah joining us. You know, you talk about things that you know, things that you know. You also know that he's done stellar work with quarterbacks. We've seen this over and over again. Andrew Luck, Colin Kaepernick, J.J. McCarthy this past year. In Justin Herbert, you already have a really, really good quarterback, but there's still room for improvement. How much is his addition going to mean to Justin Herbert? I think it'll be big, you know, and I think it's going to be different, though, than some people are talking about it. I think there's, you know, a lot of chatter about, okay, now he's going to be in the MVP discussion every year. Think about Herbert, you know, he's capable of throwing for 5,000 yards every year. That's not how Harbaugh does it, you know. Even when he had luck in college, he was the best player in the sport. Um, He wasn't throwing it 55 times a game. He was taking a lot of that pressure off of him by being able to run the ball, uh, by then being able to get, you know, be more efficient, get chunks in the pass game, having tight ends and backs that can provide some easy completions. 
I think you'll see a more efficient and, and explosive version of Justin Herbert, but I don't know that you're going to see quite the volume that he's had in the past or maybe what some anticipate. We talked to Daniel Jeremiah, fair point. So, DJ, you've lived in Southern California for a long time. You understand the sporting landscape here. What does this big swing by the Spanos family represent in terms of making the Chargers more prominent in L.A.? Well, I think it's big, man. You know, first of all, like I've, you know, I've grown up, as you know, in San Diego, and I've got a lot of uh, Charger fan friends uh, and family. And my phone blew up yesterday. They were very excited about it um, because the guy's just won everywhere he's gone. So he, he creates a buzz. Um, and I think when you're in Los Angeles in such a crowded environment, you've got to take swings, man. Like you can't blend. You know, blending in doesn't work in this market. So you've got to, you've got to take your swings. I think he. You know, you got to win. It's a winner's town. If you don't win, it doesn't matter. But I think he will command some attention. He'll get some buzz. Um, you know, I think it was a move that was, you know, that was kind of a no-brainer. And I think, you know, the other side of it is through this, you know, through this process, I'm not being a homer and saying this, but I feel like, you know, the, with ownership, with the Chargers taking, you know, shots of like, ah, oh, they won't spend money. They're they're cheap, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, man, I. I've worked here, called their games for six years, and I've seen the contracts they've given to Herbert and Derwin James and Bosa and Keenan Allen and, you know, Corey Lindsley and all these guys. They've, they've paid out a ton of money. They just built a huge facility, uh, practice facility. It's going to be state-of-the-art, really, really nice. And then they went out into the top of the market on the coaching hire. So, you know, I think they've, they've done their best to kind of change that narrative around. I think that's true. Daniel Jeremiah joining us. All right, so before you go, a few more things. Let's switch gears. Your first mock draft was released recently, meaning draft season's underway. I want to go back to that in a minute. But before then, DJ, go back to 2022. I'm curious, what was your evaluation of Brock Purdy coming out of Iowa State before he was taken by the Niners with the final pick? And where do you fall in that never-ending debate as to whether or not he is merely a system QB? Well, Jim, I release a top 150 uh, every year with the draft. And, you know, I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to put him on there because I want the 49ers to get a real steal, you know, a real value. So that's <laughs> right. the reason why I, uh, I omitted him. Good from work by you. No, yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a whiff. Uh, that was a whiff on that one. Um, I, you know, I thought he would be – if you went back and looked at my notes, I thought this is going to be a practice squad, you know, type guy who – after a few years, he maybe he gets in, maybe he starts a couple games here or there. Uh, maybe, you know, the world is perfect and you get like a little Case Keenum magic, you know, in there somehow. But I in no way envisioned he would jump on the field and do what he's done. And, you know, from that standpoint, he's been incredible. Uh, he is a perfect fit for what they do there. You know, I think some of these discussions are kind of silly of like, well, what, do you, what would he do here? What would he do there? Is he, you know, where does he stack up in the league? I'm like, who cares? Like, he fits what the Niners need. And they want guys that make quick decisions and deliver the ball accurately, and they can take a heck of a lot of pressure off of them by the players they have and the scheme that they possess. So I don't, I don't think the Niners worry too much about how he would fit with the other teams, and, and neither does Brock Purdy. It's a really good match there. I like it. Daniel Jeremiah joining us. So you're so well-versed in the league and, in fact, how both of the rosters were constructed. So what about that NFC Championship matchup between the Lions and the Niners, DJ? How do you see that playing out? Well, I, I said earlier this year uh, to Buck, and we were doing our, our podcast, and I said, you know, I think maybe it was after the Chiefs game, after the Lions beat them, I said, you know, they've kind of built like the, like kind of like the JV version of the of the Niners. Like, there's so many similarities. The accurate, uh, good decision making quarterbacks. They each took like a big time pass rusher out of the Big Ten in the top five 
uh, with Bosa and then Aiden Hutchinson. They each have a big-time tackle on Trent Williams and Panay Sewell. You've got rack monster receivers that are real physical and tough for both teams. They each have their Iowa tight end. You know, it kind of fits that role. Like, they've built the team in some ways. I think everybody thought Brad Holmes coming from the Rams to the Lions was going to try and rebuild the Rams. It turns out Brad Holmes had a front-row seat to the 49ers, and he ended up trying to rebuild the Niners instead of trying to rebuild the Rams. That is really, really interesting. Daniel Jeremiah joining us. All right, so what about the draft itself? I'm guessing you probably didn't spend a ton of time going back and forth over whether or not to project the Bears taking Caleb Williams with that number one pick overall. Let me ask you about the USC quarterback. Do you see him, if there is such a thing, is he a can't-miss generational talent in your mind? Um. I, I, I will accept the last half of that statement in that I think he's a rare talent. The, the can't-miss thing, uh, Jim, it's just, man, it's, it's become so important of where you go and the, and the support that you get, um, and, and not only in players and scheme and, and consistency of, uh, of coaches and message and all that kind of stuff. So it's still, even if you're the, you know, the best talent in the world, you're still going to be dependent on, on your environment to some degree. So I, I think he is an incredible talent. There's a couple bad habits he got into last year, you know, trying to do too much, not taking easy completion checkdowns. You know, your defense stinks. You got to score 50 points a game. Your offensive line's not very good. Um, I think those factors led to him slipping into some bad habits. But I've made the argument with him, you know, with the Bears right now. I would say, you know, Justin Fields is he got better. It did a nice job, but he would be the fourth quarterback in that division, uh, assuming Kirk Cousins were back in Minnesota. I think if you take Caleb Williams, I'm not saying he's better than all those guys right now. I'm saying he's more talented than any of those guys in that mm, division. Interesting. So it's a matter of can you develop him and get it out of him. Right. And I think to your point, fit is everything. Listen, quickly, you've got North Carolina quarterback Drake May going to the Commanders at number two, followed by LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels going to the Pats at number three. Why do you give the slight edge to May over Daniels? Well, it's, a, it's, it's so early there. I've done my work on them. That's going to be a fascinating race. I mean, I have not – that's definitely in pencil, not in pen. Um, but you've got different strengths, different styles a little bit with these two guys. Uh, Drake May, you know, kind of prototypical. Um, on a year where C.J. Stroud was kind of that prototype and you see, you know, how well he translated to the next level, I think Drake May is going to try and draft off of that a little bit. Uh, obviously didn't have the same support at Carolina that, that CJ had at Ohio State, but you can you can close your eyes and envision what he can be. Jaden Daniels just got better to the point he just had a monster year. I was talking to some folks that are working with him, and they're like, "Dude, this guy's going to run the four force as a quarterback. Hmm. He's a freak." Um, and he is, uh, and he threw the ball extremely well. Now he was playing behind a better line, throwing to better dudes uh, than Drake May, but that is going to be the debate, Jim. Uh, that is far from over, and I would not be surprised at all if it flipped. Um, by the time we get to the draft. But that's uh, that's what the next few months are for, to dig on these dudes. Fair. DJ, one last thought. What about Michael Penix Jr.? You don't have him landing in the first round after he went to the championship game. Is he, in your mind, not a first-round talent, or are you factoring in injury history? What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I always do these mocks, too, kind of off of, of what I'm hearing. Um, and I'll do my top 50 list and stack them how I grade them. But in terms of talking to people around the league, like there's – Everybody's kind of, I don't want to say hold your breath, but in wait and see. Let's see how the physical comes back. Um, there's just been a significant amount of injuries there. So, you know, you got to feel comfortable with that. And that's going to be the doctors that are going to inform that, you know, in terms of how high he goes. That's going to be a huge, huge part of it. Um, you know, had a huge semifinal game. Man, you almost wish that was his closing argument. 
Um, didn't go quite as well there in the championship game, but uh, no, he's, I have him just outside the first round. Uh, you know, I think we've got a chance with six guys that could potentially find their way into the first round. He's one of those six. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him at the Senior Bowl next week, man. He is an NFL Network analyst. He is also one of the co-hosts of the Move the Sticks podcast, along with Bucky Brooks and Rhett Lewis, former scout as well with the Ravens, the Browns, the Eagles, and frankly, one of the best guys ever. DJ, appreciate you so much, man. Great to have you on the show, Daniel. I appreciate it. When we put our heads together, getting this three-on-three tournament back, man, let's go. You call it, dude. Let's go. Let's do it. We have to. We have to. Rooks ain't playing. Rooks ain't playing this time. That's not fair. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. I like it. Let's go to Morro Bay this time. Terry. Hey, Terry, what's up? How are you? Jim, how you doing? I'm one of those kooks from L.A., uh, but, I, but I moved to Morro Bay, so, uh, but I lived in L.A. most of my life. I was a Charger fan in their inaugural season in 1960. Their coach was uh, Sid Gilman. They played at the Coliseum, and they played in the AFL championship game, lost to the Houston Oilers. So I've been a uh, Charger fan way before anybody else that I've ever heard on here. And we are so excited. Both of my kids still live in L.A. They texted me yesterday as soon as the announcement came out. We got Harbaugh. Yes, you know, we're going to go to see the, the Ravens are playing there next year. We're going to go see the Harbaugh brothers against each other. We, we drove down there in 1999 and saw the Chargers beat the Browns. So we are very, very excited with Jim Harbaugh. That's it. Thanks. <laughs> my man, Terry. Terry, you know what you just did brilliantly? Terry? Get, Terry? That was great. So I see you working. What I took from that was, I'm an L.A. guy. He's in Morro Bay. Obviously moved up there, retired probably, having a good life in Morro Bay. What he just did was effectively make his point. Let's go quickly to OKC. Rob. Hey, Rob, what's up? How are you? Hey, Romy. Thanks for the vibe, man. Hey, as a Chargers fan, I know there's a moratorium on age, but, man, this is the best thing that's happened since I don't know when Marty ball. I mean, they finally did something right as a fan who sat through Dave Casper kicking a freaking football in the end zone. It's still a championship game away from us to watching the Epic in Miami to watching them have to go and play in minus 54 wind chills in Cincinnati to finally, finally maybe having something to cheer about, man. And I wanted Harbaugh. I called in a couple weeks ago and you were doing the bell Belichick thing. I asked for Harbaugh. We wanted Harbaugh. We got Harbaugh, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when he played with the Chargers, man, I remember him doing an interview, and they were prior to a game with the 49ers, man, and there was a reporter wearing a 49ers hat, and he goes, really? You're going to interview me wearing something of the enemy? Nah, man, that's what I want for my team, man. That's what I want as a Chargers fan. It's, I mean, it's great, man. I'm feeling good about it. I hope things go up. And I just want to say, war, somebody just – Freaking firing Brandon Staley for whatever, man. Thanks, man. Out. All right, dude. I like it. This is what it's all about. I'm looking for some reaction. I'm looking for some energy. And I'm getting both. Asking that question. Rob in OKC. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, our professional parts people can help you find the right superstar battery for your vehicle and budget. Don't wait. Get your battery tested for free today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Paul in San Diego. Paul, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Jim. I'm glad to be in the jungle. Hello, Del Mar. Hello, Coronado. Hello, El Cajon. Hello, Rancho Bernardo. You know, Jim, San Diego is a wonderful city with passionate fans until the Greeny Spanos moved them for money. Jim, I'm 64 years old. I saw them all in No. My man. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. My man. I'm sorry. A rule is a rule. I want to hear from you. Again, stating your age is going to get you run. I don't give a damn how long you've been on this planet. It's irrelevant. It's immaterial. It bogs the process down. I don't care. I didn't ask you how old you are. I don't want to know how old you are. Let's go to Encinitas. Josh, good to have you, Josh. What's up? Hey, Jim, I just wanted to talk about San Diego. Um, we're really stoked Harbaugh's going to be there, and it's tough to call them the L.A. Chargers. We still consider them the San Diego Chargers. And when they moved, my 7-year-old son, we had to, like, change his whole room, take down all the posters, the sheets. He was so pissed. But now we're a little bit back on board because, like, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, it's going to be fun to watch them be so good. And the other part is that L.A. Kooks, who, oh, everybody wants to go to L.A., unless you've ever been to San Diego. It's so much better, cleaner, and there are not as many coots. And all the L.A. coots are going to jump on board with the Chargers as soon as they start getting good. You're going to see flags all over O.C. and Irvine and Palmdale. It's hilarious. So all the coots in L.A. that don't care, they're lying until they're good. So that's about all I got. Ward Jim losing his voice because you got to do hacksaw for the next couple years. Also, wore your new dojo in Rancho Santa Fe and fish tacos at the brig before the track. I'm out. My man, dude. First of all, rack him. Do I have a new dojo? Rack him. If I do, it's news to me, but that'd be great. That'd be cool. John in San Diego. It's good to have you, John. What's going on? Hey, Jim. How are you doing this morning? Good, John. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great, and you're probably right with what you just said, that you're going to get more reaction from San Diego than L.A. because we still consider the Chargers down here our team, and we don't like what happened. But besides that, Harbaugh cut his teeth in coaching down here. I went to USD games. That team played hard. They played competitive. Harbaugh is a great coach. He is a terrific builder. And I got to admit, for the Spanoses to go out and make this kind of splash, I mean – in my lifetime, the most exciting coach they ever hired was the late, great Marty Schottenheimer. And that's just a reality. They do not spend money on coaches. They don't do it. Now we're gonna, Now that they have, we're going to see if, this, or if that organization, if that ownership group is truly, truly committed to winning a Super Bowl for that team. They didn't do it here. Let's see if they can do it up there. It's all, it's, and, and Harbaugh has everything he would need. He has a terrific generational quarterback. And I want to see Herbert win because I do not want to see another 
Charger quarterback's career wasted. Dan Fouts wasted. Philip Rivers wasted. And it, and it's just and it's painful to see great players just get sucked into the quagmire that is the Santos ownership of that team. Anyway, I'm happy for the team. We'll see what happens. And L.A., all right, down here, it's show me your lightning bolt. Up there for you clowns, that's what's in. I mean, how can you say that when that's just in was down there, not up here? But thank you for your thoughts. Good night now. In the same area, Greg in Oceanside. What's up, Greg? How are you? I'm doing great, Jim. I just swam out of the Hudson. I'm ready to go. So, referencing DJ, you're, you know, there is one loser in L.A., and that is the Chargers. And your last call pumped me up. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh, as the new coach, we don't, Raider fan, we don't care about that. He ain't going to be on the field. He doesn't have to go against Max Crosby, but his quarterback does. Um, and so, uh, I guess that's all I want to say. That Raider fan, we don't we don't give a rat's ass. They're still our bitches. They're they're Qualcomm was South Oakland, L.A. is East Vegas. Charger fan, rings baby, rings. You're our bitches forever now. Leap. Oh man, Greg, in Oceanside. All right, so Raider fan jumped into the fight because, of course, it's Raider fan. <laughs> Raider fan. Is like, wait a minute, what about us? We don't give a damn. You're still our bitch. Uh, Raider fan, I know you don't want to hear it. I know you'd, rather than hearing logic, your fists are your logic. I understand that. But Raider fan, that's not a good development for you. Even Kansas City fan understood that. Don't get me wrong, my man. I like that call. Hey, Alvin, go ahead and rack him. Even though he said that the Chargers are still their bitch rack twice. Him. And even though I don't agree with the call at all, go ahead and rack it anyway. Because I like the energy. I like the sentiment. I like them injecting themselves into the discussion. While it really doesn't have a whole hell of a lot to do with them. But since you injected yourself into the discussion and said, what do we care? What do I care about? Let's try Tustin Ranch. Dave in Tustin Ranch. Good to have you, Dave. What's going on? Romy, how is it, bud? Good, dude. How about you? Listen, I could give a rat's ass about the Harbaugh signing, but I just wanted to get a couple of things off of my uh, off of my plate here. Uh, this is going out to the alleged. These guys think that they're legends on, on the show, and I've been waiting to do this. Listen, V in the feet, bro, you are such a tool. It actually should be Victor in Hammett adjacent, and bro – you make all of us Laker fans look like tools, and we're not. You are, however. Uh, listen, the other guy, disregard in Beaumont or uh, Palisades. This dude, I mean, I used to live in Pali way back in the day. This guy, he's like born on third base, thinks he hit a triple guy. All right, next. Fangio, I'm a big Dolphin fan, Romy. Fangio, I, I, I know some guys liked him, some guys didn't like him. If they're going to get rid of anybody right now, they got to get rid of their strength and conditioning coaches and just start from the beginning again. Last thing, hey, San Francisco and Detroit, listen, this little skirmish, this little fracas between you two, look, Detroit, I realize you guys are you haven't been there in a while and you're comparing yourselves to San Francisco, but look, you'll never be San Francisco. You know why? Until Detroit starts passing out pamphlets 
where you can make sure you don't step into human excrement. Detroit, you got a lot of work to do, all right? War Boston Finn for your horse name. I'm out. Wow, dude. That was incredible. <laughs> that really was incredible. Did you notice what he snuck in at the very end? Alvin, did you get that? Yes. He said War Boston Finn for your horse name. That is such a deep, deep pull. A lot of SoCal calls. You see, it's taking me back to my roots. I like it. Anthony in Pomona. Anthony, what's cracking? What's up, Jimmy? Hey, uh, I just had a quick take on Jim Harbaugh, on him uh, coming to the Chargers. Bro, no one cares. No one cares about the Chargers over here. The Chargers are just the angels of the NFL over here. Go go back to wherever you came from. You know you only came over here because it's L.A. Everybody wants to live in L.A. Everybody wants that L.A. zip code. You're going to come here, you're going to lose, you're going to make excuses, you're going to buy clothes for other teams to go back to your old game plan. And guess what, buddy? You're still going to lose. I could care less about the Chargers moving to L.A. I could care less about the Chargers moving to Mexico, Germany, Puerto Rico. Who cares? They're the Chargers. They suck. They always suck. You know, I'm a Steelers fan. Hey, and Raider fan, you suck too. Warren H. on me. Ooh. Anthony and Pomona, I'm not really sure who he likes, but apparently he hates everybody and everything. James Kelly thinks you hate everything, dude. He's like, I, I nobody wants him here. I don't I don't care where they move to. I, I'm not even sure what the take was. It I don't care where they move to. They can move to Germany for all I care. It is the beef segment. We do it once a week in season, generally on a Thursday. Time to beef. Quickly, 1-800-636-8686. Beef about anything you want except the JN, except the toilet. Other than that, let it rip. You know what? We've taken so many phone calls. I'm going to start with the written beefs today. First up, my beef is with people who win the lottery and later say it ruined their life. My friends ask for money. Idiots. Pay your taxes, change your phone number, buy a house, go on a long vacation. Not hard. Jack and KC, out a boy, Jack. I like it. That's original, and that's tight. That's how the game is played. Good job, Jack. Jump in the box, my man. My beef is with my wife. I retired a few years ago. Now she retired last week. Two weeks ago, it was home alone, in the zone, and now the woman I love has become a prison guard with a bad attitude. Is this a phase or am I in for life? Wow, dude. Jim in Tucson. I can't answer that, Jim. I don't know. I don't know. The closest I can get to that is we are empty nesting, but we're not both retired. I don't know, my guy. Well, look at, it, look at the bright side. Even if that is the way it is, I think that you're still allowed out in the yard for an hour a day. You can still get some vitamin D that way. Hey, Jim, my beef is with cereal shoppers who let you know how much money they just saved. Listen, you just spent 899 bucks on shoes, jeans, and a new gadget. The only thing I need you to save is your 30% off story for someone who doesn't participate in critical thinking. Wesley, near Boise. Wow. Hello, Rome. 
My beef is with the Charger fans thinking something has changed. The Chargers are to Los Angeles, as are the Clippers are to Los Angeles, second tier at best. Always Robin, never Batman. Pippin, not Jordan. Spirit Airlines, not Delta. Whataburger, not In-N-Out. Ron and Santa Monica. Okay. Rome, my beef is with the bag who feels the need to rev their engine and speed down a neighborhood street at five in the morning. Now I got to deal with my newborn waking up and crying. You're not impressing anyone, butthole. Freddie in Sacktown. Scott K at Woo Pig Fall. Hashtag, what's your beef? I've got beef. With the person who buys look-alike police car. Then rides your ass when you start driving the speed limit. Dude, you look like a cop. Of course I'm not going to speed. Should have thought about that when you went car shopping, idiot. Hey, Van Smack, my beef is with people who became hippies in college and never grew out of it. Please stop with your patchouli, your hammock, and your pimped-out tent. Steven Tampa. Jake Rome went through the hammock stage. I can remember that. Hitman Canadian. My beef is with the neighbor using his snowblower for his driveway and tossing the snow onto my property. Hey, jerk, turn the chute and toss it on your own front lawn. Brad Marazin, quote, Canadian problems, right? I didn't even know that there were, quote, snowblowers. I know of leaf blowers. Yeah, really, really, Tommy. I didn't, I'm, I'm a California native. I didn't know. I mean, are they like leaf blowers? Do they make a lot of noise? Don't they just melt the snow? Or are they lawnmowers? And do push them and they throw the snow. Oh, I see. You're throwing, it's throwing it onto your property because you're pushing it. News to me. Never seen one. Well, where, where can you buy one of these there snowblowers? Brad Mayer, quote, my beef is with Planet Fitness requiring me to mail in my letter of cancellation rather than using any other form of modern technology built since 1955. Planet Fitness is the Mike McCarthy of gyms. Nobody knows why they're still here, but yet here the bleep they are. All right, dude, in defense of them, and I don't have a membership there, but... What gym anywhere makes it easy to cancel? That's the whole point about gyms. They're impossible to cancel. And they're not the only ones, by the way. My beef is with snow that becomes grayish black sludge on the roads here in the Midwest. When I was a kid, I loved playing in the snow. Now I like snow as much as I like getting a colonoscopy. Wore a vacation in sunny SoCal. Jimmy K in Illinois. I know, right? Dude, things change when you get older. The things that used to be so cool are now annoying and painful. That's why getting old sucks. My beef. Adults 
who don't eat their pizza crust. Vincent Fresno. Dude, my beef is with human beings that don't eat the crust. What? I've never understood that. Oh, oh that's fattening. Or, or you just don't like crust? How can you like pizza and not like crust? I've never understood the anti-crust crowd. I agree with that. But I would not limit it to adults. Dear Jim, my beef is with my computer. I get constant error messages, pop-ups that I can't get rid of. I miss the old days when we didn't have any of this. Lee in Hartford. Hey, Lee, I have some advice. I might be wrong. I might be off base. I might be out of line. But, dude, here's the thing. If you immediately stop watching porn, those things will immediately stop popping up. Allegedly. Just trying to help, bro. Rome, my beef is with employees who bombard me with questions during the beef segment. I'm here the other seven and a half hours a day, too. Regards, Scott in Crapchester. Okay. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Ben in Driftwood. Hey, Ben, what's up? What's your beef? Hey, Romiashi. Today I'm pushing more beef than Lizzo in a bull riding event. David August insists I either wear Kobe or Wagyu polos on Thursdays because it's all about the beef collars, after all. Speaking of which, my beef is with Methlene for Ghosting the Jungle, Mike and Indy style. She's been missing more of late than Josh Allen and Tyler Bass in the playoffs. War in and out Burger closing its first and only location in 30 years in Oakland because it got too dangerous and scary to keep serving the beef. That's a true story, I think. There were too many drive-bys or smashing grabs. You are kind of a sitting duck, I hate to say, when you're in that line. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Houston, Jim. Good to have you, Jim. What's your beef? Yeah, my beef with these Raider fans who uh, just got our GM. But uh, in the Tom Brady era, they've had some horrible seasons. As a lifelong Chargers fan, the Chargers have had uh, far more successful seasons. They had the playoffs many more times. And as I just... Ah. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. I don't know, Jim, where do I start? Alvin would start by saying, can you roll your window up? I might start by saying, can you wake up? My man, who had you hostage and captive and made you call the Jim Rome show? In what dungeon or basement were you chained to a radiator and did somebody put a phone next to you and say, you call with a beef? Or you'll never see your dog alive ever again. That, that did not sound like a beef. That, that sounded like, I'm being treated well. Here's a newspaper with the date. My, my man, I think your beef was not just with Raider fan. But I think you had a beef with life itself. Anyway, a little more energy. It's the beef segment. Supposed to have a beef. How how beefy can you be if you're that monotone? How beefy can you be if your window's wide open? How anyway, 
1-800-636-8686. You are encouraged to participate, but you do not have to. It's not mandatory. But if you do participate, little energy and a little more beef. Like when you go to the restaurant and you order, how about this? When you go to the restaurant and you order beef, if they bring you spaghetti, would you not be pissed? Well, I'm ordering beef. And what am I getting? Tofu. It's the beef segment. Let's go to Stu in Richmond. Stu, what's your beef? Hey, Jim, appreciate you, buddy. My beef is child support. All these humpback, humpback hoochie mamas robbing a brother blind. And think about how much money Ray Charles has spent on child support. He ain't even ever seen his kids. Hey, name your horse, John Elway. They twins. Whoa, I'm out. Dude, Stu. Hey, John, time to meet Mr. Rome. Name your horse, John Elway. They're twins, is what he just said. And he also said, how pissed do you think Ray Charles is about child support? He's never even seen his kids. That, that was definitely an improvement to over the previous caller. My man, Stu. Way to go, Stu. I hate to say it, Stu, but I like that. Let's try San Diego. Jake in San Diego. It's good to have you, Jake. How are you? What's your beef? Hey, uh, good to talk to you, um... Uh, my beef is with uh, this new commercial I've seen uh, during the playoffs. Um, what happened to the Giants play? Did she? Ah, I knew where you were going with that, dude. You don't like we all knew where you were going with that, dude. Not a very good call. Did he say what happened to the Giants lady? I saw this new commercial. And what's even better than that is he said, I've got the, he told the screener, Either it was Jack or Tom. I have a beef with Harbag and then tried to turn it into a JN beef. Hey, James Kelly, I'm not opening up your instant message to me. That's not funny. James Kelly said, yes, rack him. Favorite, yeah, we know, we know, James. Best beef ever. Give him a golden ticket. Yes, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. All right, now this dude, how about this dude? I said earlier today, the beef segment is the only day during the show where you can call twice and get on the air twice. Dave and Tustin Ranch got on the watch list. This would be a thing. He got on the watch list. He didn't get a golden ticket, but a watch list is the next best thing. Now he's back with a beef. If my man crushes the beef and gets racked, he may go from watch list to golden ticket in the same show, and nobody's ever done that in the history of the program. No pressure, brother. You've already had a good day. Brother. I'm just putting it out there. But I'll tell you what you did do. You have done something that has not been done very often. You're getting on twice in one day. Let's go back to Tustin Ranch. Dave, he's on the watch list. Dave, my man, welcome back. What's your beef? Dude, hey, listen, Romy, I, I gave you that Boston Finn shout-out just to let you know uh, how long I've been listening to you without letting you know how long I've been listening to you. But anyway, this is my beef. Listen, parents of Irvine, you guys, you, you guys are on my watch list because your kids 
and those little crotch rockets they ride nowadays, on, on not on the streets, but on the freaking sidewalks. Listen, kids, one of these days, and I'm going to pavilions to shop, one of you guys is going to run my ass down. I swear to God, I'm going to lawyer up on you punks. Uh, thanks, that's all I got, Jim, by the way. Unwar, the little Kremlin by the sea, also known as the Irvine Company. I am out. Wow, dude. Did you just call the Irvine Company the little Kremlin by the sea? And it memo to all these Irvine parents that have these kids on their crotch rockets on the side on the sidewalks. They're trying to run my ass down. I'm gonna lawyer up on you. Hey, Dave, if you call a third time today, I will give you a golden ticket if you get through. He's funny. That dude's cracking me up. Dave, I, I, know, I know why you told me that you ended that phone call with Boston Finn. I'm aware that why you did that. But you're still making me laugh, dude. That's a funny dude. I like him. Where have you been, bro? That's what, If you know the show that well... That you could pull a Boston Finn reference. Where the hell have you been this whole time? I know you've been building up your anger towards a lot of things about the show. I don't know, dude. Where you been? Where you been? Nice job. He got racked twice, that guy. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Omaha. I like it. John in Omaha. Good to have you. John, what's your beef? Jim, my beef is with Jungle Tourette's. The other day, I'm walking the dogs with the wife after it snows, and she goes, oh, why don't you make a snowman? I said, well, why don't you make me a sandwich? And I thought it was hilarious, but now all wrestling matches postponed. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Jungle Tourette's. Thanks for absolutely nothing. Rack him. <laughs> Rack him. That is Jungle Tourette's. Rack him. Why don't you do so-and-so? I don't know. Why don't you make me a sandwich? He goes, since I said that, all wrestling matches have been postponed. Alvin, do you have that? That goes back to one of the more obnoxious resets. Oh, because I'm not 13 years old. Why don't you make me a sandwich? (laughs) But he meant that. Problem is, that's part of the jungle Tourette's. Once it gets in your mind. Why don't you make me a sandwich? It's in your mind. And it's then a part of your mental your hard it's part of your mental hard drive therefore there is no filter it comes out it's that's why it's known as jungle Tourette's it's involuntary it just comes out and a lot of times when it comes out you try to snatch it back but it's too late it's out there and you didn't want it to be out there it just came out there hence the affliction jungle Tourette's why don't you make me a sandwich <laughs> And then before you know it, it's not like a three-day postponement of wrestling. It's all wrestling matches. Like the sport is canceled. For life. 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 And you're like, it's not even my fault, Rome. It's the jungle Tourette's. It's involuntary. I'm sick. It's a disease. I'm like, I know. I even have it. Of course I have it. I'm the host. I've heard every show ever. Why wouldn't I have it? There is no cure. There's medication for it that helps get it under control, but there is no cure. And then you don't really want to take the medication, right? You don't want to become dependent upon the jungle Tourette's medication. 
So what happens when you come off your meds? That. And then you're not allowed to wrestle anymore. Let's go to Sacktown. Ryan in Sacktown. Back for a beef. Ryan. Oh, Ryan. What's up? Hey, what's up, Jim? Did uh, Jack write down the phone number of that monotone dude? He might have your iPad. But uh, anyways, my beef is with school bus drivers in Pomona for obviously never picking Anthony up. Dude, listening to you talk about the Chargers was like listening to somebody drown. You were grasping for countries and cities like Missouri, Ohio, the Iraq, Pomona. Not bad, Ryan, for you. <laughs> he was grasping for countries. Anthony, you taking mental notes, dude? You keeping receipts? I expect you to come back. Hey, you know who we haven't heard from yet today? Quote, Victor from Hemet Adjacent. Normally when people take a run at V, V is quick to clap back. And... Ordinarily, I might say, well, he's probably not listening. V's always listening. I'm shocked we have not heard back from him. Let's go to Humboldt. Jay in Humboldt. Good to have you, Jay. What's your beef? Hey, Rome. I got beef with my new Gen Z neighbors. The dude sits at home all day while his wife goes to work. Then he's outside puffing on his vape pen in his Chargers pajamas. And then my wife had to tell me about that and wrote this banger sitting outside puffing in my pjs bald head and glasses bald head and glasses walk my wife to work puffing in my pjs playing a nintendo puffing in my pjs taking out the garbage puffing in my pjs that's all she got so far but gen z ears are bums i smoke fully clothed or butt naked bong rip dude that is like the most humble thing ever that is so humble. Did your wife really write that banger? If so, she's got game. She's got talent. <laughs> that was great. I want to hear more from Humboldt. How about Chico? <laughs> My wife wrote this banger. That was a banger, too. That was strong. Take that, Gen Zer. You send your wife to work. You sit around all day long and you charge her PJs. Taking rips off your vape. Puffing on my vape. Anthony and Pomona's back. You know I'm skipping him right to the front of the line. I said, where's Anthony and Pomona? I know that guy's clapping back. And there he is. Right to the front of the line. My dude, Anthony, what is your beef? Hey, Romy, you know what my beef is. My beef is with Chuckles from Sucktown, okay? I'm sorry that you have nothing in your day to do other than talk crap about the IE. Bro, I'm not from the IE. I'm very east Los Angeles County. I could afford to live in L.A., but all the way on the east side, bro. And look at you. What do you even do? You're a crummy podcaster for the, for the king? Bro, that's a job that no one wants. Do better, bro. Ooh. Anthony Pomona. All right, man. I like it. I like I like beef rebuttals. That makes the beef segment better. You're listening. You're reacting. I like it. Let's go to Tucson. Like I said, we never run out of beefs. Ever. 
Colin in Tucson. Good to have you. Colin, what's your beef? Jimmy, what's going on? My beef is my wife, who makes me mop and clean my house <laughs> an hour before 10 of my buddies come and watch football. We trash it in about 10 seconds, and i got to clean it six hours later. I'm out. Interesting point, right? Yeah, because a wife would be like, hey, we have company. We have company. They're your friends. They're coming to watch football. It's company. And your reaction is like, sweetheart, they're going to trash the house. I know my friends. They're your friends. Mop the house. Right, because I know they're my friends. I know what they're going to do to the house. So why would I clean it before they wreck it? Because they're going to wreck it. Because I said so. So I'll just go to Rome with it. I'm here for it. Vince in the ATX. Hey, things have gotten better since the jungle return of the ATX. I want to make that very clear. Fact. Things have gotten better since the jungle returned to the ATX. Vince, what's your beef, Vince? Hey, Romy K. Pasa, you're right. Life is better now that we're back on Rome. Anyway, my beef is with Jera. Dude, get over yourself. Daniel Snyder thinks you're more self-absorbed than he is. Die already. I'm out. Hook him. Die already. Daniel Snyder thinks that you're self-absorbed, Jera. Die already. Done. That's from the ATX. Hey, did I or did I not say the jungle is better for the ATX? Die already is a little harsh. But again, I like the energy. This is great. Let's go to Grand Rapids, the GR. Evan, great to have you. Evan, what's your beef? Hey, Jim, love the show. You're a legend. My beef is with all the San Francisco's who say that the Lions are just a, a cute story and the Lions ain't nothing. I think they seem to forget that if it wasn't for one bad call at the end of the Cowboys game, we would have had a better season than them. Also, Rome, I got name for your horse. Sucks to lose, Gentry. Out. <laughs> Sucks to lose, Gentry. That's funny. I got news for you. Did, did you hear Alex Anzalone on the show yesterday? They're not a cute little story. Because it sucks to lose. Gentry. They'll break your jaw. They're like the town itself, right? You've heard this already. This is not an original thought, but the Lions do. They're blue collar. They play like the town itself. They're tough. They're gritty. They're gnarly. They're hungry. They're not a cute little story. Now, I do have concerns about their past defense, but they can score. They can move the ball. They can make plays defensively. Their young talent is not afraid. Their culture is impervious. And I love their energy, and they seem to understand who they are. In fact, I know they understand who they are. That's their biggest strength. They know exactly what they are, and they play to their process. They are not a cute little team. And San Francisco is, in fact, beatable. They are. Go ahead and play the game. I'm with you, D. Let's see what happens. 1-800-636-8686. Notice what I'm saying. I'm not saying Detroit's going to win. I'm saying seven points might be a pretty damn good value for a team that's playing well and is not afraid and is hungry. But you'll get my thoughts on that tomorrow when I do big head bets. Let's go to Philly. John in Philly. Good to have you, John. What's your beef? Hey, Jim, thanks for having me. My beef is with my mechanic. 
I go into his office to pay my bill, Jim, and this dude smokes like a chimney. Now I smell like an ashtray for the rest of the day. My truck smells like it for the rest of the week. I'm out. I get that, dude. I I thought you were going to go with my beef is with my mechanic because I don't know what the hell he knows. Therefore, he can charge me whatever the hell he wants. And what can I say? No, no, no. That's not what he said. He said he smokes like a chimney and now I smell like an ashtray. It's one of the reasons we have a problem with smokers. There's this other thing, too, that's concerning. Secondhand smoke, emphysema. And we hate smelling like you, man. That whole thing about if I want to kill myself, I will. Right. But what if you kill us? If I want to smell like this, I will. Right. But we smell like you, too. It travels, yo. Smoke. It travels. Why do you think they try to sequester you in those little plastic boxes? Slider. You're more than welcome to staple a catcher's mitt above your shoulders where your face used to be that no amount of moisture will help, but you're affecting us. I know. I smoked in college. I know that life. It's disgusting. It's immature. But I will give you this. The nicotine thing is real, man. That is serious. Let's go to line two. The third double dip of the segment. Why the hell not? Josh in Encinitas. What's going on, Josh? Yeah, Jim, my beef is with those dorks that are going to the grocery store or walking around the beach with full compression sleeves and pants and like three layers and a parka like they're training for a marathon in the rain, and you look at their shoes, and they've never been worn to work out once ever. I'm out. Got you, dude. I see you working. Nice job. Dorks. Compression dorks. Shoes have never been worn. Stop acting like you're training for a marathon when you've never once put those shoes on. With your compression shorts, you dorks. Let's try Nick in SoCal. It's been an amazing beef segment. Like, this beef segment's all the way to the bottom of the hour, and it's done, it's done itself. It's hosted itself. I love it. Nick in SoCal. Hey, Nick, what's your beef? Hey, Jim. It's Nick, SoCal. Hey, my beef. Ah, I know, Nick. I just no. said, hey, Nick in SoCal. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. Right after I praise how legendary this segment is, that. Nick, you sounded like you were going to be all right. But this also was one of the rules. Keep it moving. Let's not get bogged down. Hey, let's go to Nick in SoCal. Nick, what's your beef? Hey, Rome, it's Nick in SoCal. Hey, Nick, I don't remember everything, but I absolutely remember everything that happened two seconds earlier. You don't need to reset who you are. I just said it for everybody. That'll get you run. Are we done, Tommy? I think so. That said, don't let the last call wreck what was an epic beef segment. Thanks to my pals at Old Trapper for making that possible. Good night now!